Are you always questioning if you're a good enough mom? Are you burning the candle at both ends feeling desperate to find ways to take better care of your family? Welcome to the Busy Farm Mom. I'm your host, Amanda. We will be navigating motherhood, discussing nourishing food choices, holistic wellness, and of course, agriculture. We can gather around as friends in this space while being in our most chaotic stages of life. Whether you're chasing your toddler, preparing endless amounts of meals for your family, driving to work, or running the grain cart, this space is an opportunity to grow and learn simple tips to tackle the doubt that creeps in of, am I a good enough mom? Kick that thought out of your mind and come join our judgment-free zone where we will never question that you're doing a great job, mama. Let's get started. Okay, so we are recording and somehow I, through a friend of a friend, came across you and here we are recording a podcast. So can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit kind of what you do and all of that? Yes, thank you for having me. Um, My name is Nikki Lewis. I grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania, a small rural town, and have since then found myself living in Los Angeles, California, quite the opposite. And I was actually a teacher for four years up until um, earlier this year, 2023. And I, for many different reasons, decided to leave the classroom and go for my dream job of basically organizing for a living. So helping people organize their homes, their offices, their spaces, and make their spaces work for them um, in you know a helpful way to save time, to save energy, to save stress. So I started a business called Pretty Neat Organizing. And I have been doing that since February of 2023, trying to <laughs> you know, find anybody and everybody who will help me and trust me to to organize their space here in Los Angeles and also back towards where I grew up. So I've actually had clients um, in both areas, but I'm very passionate about helping people declutter, make sure they are using their spaces to, you know, their best potential and just saving again, time and stress. That is so cool because as you can see, I'm sitting in my bedroom closet. This is where I record my my podcast that. And as you can see, I am very unorganized. (laughs) And I feel like that is such like, that's a very big topic right now. People are all about decluttering and organizing the spaces that they're, they're given. And it's something that is, is really big. And right at this time of the year, I feel like it is something that needs, I don't want to say needs to be talked about, but something that people are interested in. Like for me, I want to almost declutter and get rid of a lot of things and kind of do like that purge, binge rid of before the holiday season, before I even like decorate my house for Christmas. And so we are going to talk about all things decluttering and organizing before the holiday season when we bring so much more into our house and make it feel 10 times smaller than what it is. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. Yes. So kind of starting out, what is some maybe of your tips that you would say for organizing or what would you share with someone just trying to kind of start out and like through this holiday season? 
Yes. Uh, I would first say like this is the best time of year to be thinking about decluttering and organizing because like you said, you're about to bring more stuff into your home, whether you like it or not, you know, receiving gifts and just accumulating more stuff. So the holiday season is great. Leading up to the holiday season is a perfect time to organize. So you don't become more overwhelmed with everything that you're going to be gaining. But my top piece of advice for anybody, regardless of like the time of year, is to think about the things that you forgot existed. So like things that you don't use, things that you don't need anymore, things that are hidden in the back of cabinets, in the back of your kids' closets, in the you know box of the top top shelf of the garage that you just didn't even realize is still there. And think about those things or go and find those things and part ways with them. Because if you haven't used them in the past month, two months, three months, six months, a year plus, then the chances of you needing it again are very slim. Um, And so that's a really great place to start is to just accept that there are going to be some things that no longer serve you in your home and have the strength to part ways and find either a new home for it. You know, some things are tossed, but I love, you know, trying to rehome things, trying to donate things, just get it out of your space because it doesn't serve you anymore. So my top piece of advice would just be to, to really take some time to think about what's no longer serving you basically. Yes. I love that piece of advice because that's what I've been trying to do. If I haven't touched it in we're very, very seasonal here. So like winter versus summer weather and like being in Nebraska, we just, we get that. And so it's like, okay, give it six months because I have a completely different, (laughs) I don't want to say a different life in six months of the year (laughs) and then a different life in the other six, but like clothing and stuff like that. Anyway, one of the things that I saw, this was years ago. I was told that at the beginning of the year, you turn all your clothes with your hangers like opposite way in your closet. And someone told me after, you know, six months, which in my case, I would probably need it to be a year. If they are not turned over, you need to get rid of those because you have not worn them in the last six months, year, however much. And so that one was like a really, really good one for me. I was like, that makes sense. But I've also come to really realize that in my kitchen, because I'm like, Mm -hmm. there's so many things in my kitchen that I know are shoved in the back of that cloth or in that cupboard that I have not touched. And so that is something in the last few weeks, in the last few months, I have been way more like focused on trying to get all of that organized and like you said rehome some of this stuff that we just don't need. Okay, so as we mentioned kind of focusing on the holiday season. What would be one of your best pieces of advice for organizing toys? Because for us, we have tons of toys laying around. They're not always the easiest like to pack up. They're odd shaped. What kind of tips or tricks or anything like that do you have for we have this, but now we're probably going to be getting more for the holiday season? <laughs> yes, I love that question because I don't think a lot of parents like think of this because, you know, sometimes kids 
slow us down in certain things, right? Like they're amazing. We love them. But sometimes we're trying to get stuff done and like the kids are holding us back a little bit. But I would recommend getting your kids involved. That actually sounds counterintuitive, but them having a say and them feeling like they're a part of the process actually helps them to become familiar with getting rid of things, right? Getting rid of things that they don't play with anymore or that, again, they forgot they even had, right? The toys that are hiding that they got last Christmas that they played with for a week or two and then kind of disappeared and have come, have resurfaced. So I recommend that you get the kids involved in the process. And of course, it can come down to, you know, um, the sense of giving as well as, as, you know, talking to your kids about how there are kids that aren't as fortunate and that don't have these things. And, you know, they would really appreciate it and it would make a huge difference to them. And so getting them involved with, you know, things that they don't play with anymore, but they really want somebody else to have. Or again, it just comes down to sorting and separating. And you as a mom, I'm sure have a good idea of what they're actually playing with versus what, again, you haven't seen in a while. But having them go through and have a say. Now, that's not maybe every single thing, right? Um, Maybe, you know, you need to make some hard decisions without their help. But letting them feel a part of the process, I think, can actually make a big difference. And then I've heard stories of like future times or after having something like this happen um, and have your child be a part of it. I've heard stories of them going out of their way to say, hey, I would like to donate this toy. I don't need it anymore. And that happens like randomly throughout the year. They just start to recognize those things. Like, I don't need this teddy bear anymore. Can I give it away? Like something like that. I've heard stories about, which is amazing. So yeah, I would say number one thing is, is getting your kids involved and obviously looking as well. You mentioned some toys that are just oddly shaped and hard to package up and everything like that. Looking into your local, you know, Goodwill or Salvation Army, especially around the holidays, I think they're really looking to take anything and everything they can get. So if you have a, you know, a trunk, you throw it in there and you, you take it there and and hope that they can repurpose it somehow for somebody else. Yeah. I love that idea of getting them involved. I've thought about that. We have a ton of stuffed animals. And I've actually thought about that. Like, you love them so much. Let's try to, you know, give back to somebody else and give some to them that they can, you know, somebody else can love and use just like you did. And what are what are some of them that you don't, like as much or aren't as cuddly or something like that. And so, yeah, I I like that getting them involved. And I feel like I just did this with all of our toys and the totes and stuff. I gave away anything that or threw away anything that was broken, anything that I could not find the pieces to and anything that was, (laughs) this is really weird. Like, we had sticky hands. We had different things that just get gross. And I went through all of it. And I was like, nope, it's all going. <laughs> like, that was... that. No, was those a- are great rules right there. Okay. So we just got done with Thanksgiving. And one of, like we had kind of talked about just a little bit, our kitchens. That is probably one of the biggest things. We just got done with a holiday that revolves solely around food, practically, and <laughs> is is known for that. So if by Thanksgiving, when you cook a fantastic meal and you still haven't used that one pan in the back of your cupboards, you need to get rid of it. <laughs> when When you're thinking, I should save this. Just like when you have the jeans and you're like, I'm eventually going to get into these. 
and you save them in your closet and you save them and you save them. And then pretty soon it's two years later and you're like, maybe I should get rid of these. Get rid of the pan. <laughs> Is that what exactly. we're <laughs> And then it doesn't even have to be the utensils. It's also a lot of the food. Like we don't realize that things expire. <laughs> like, it's, you know, sometimes we don't realize how quickly that can happen or how quickly it can sneak up on us those items in your pantry that you're not reaching for unless it is actually Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like some of the baking supplies and things like that. So it's really important to to just check those expiration dates really quick. It's such an easy, like freebie thing that you don't even have to think about, right? You have no sentimental attachment, I'm guessing, to the baking powder that's expired by two years. So you can easily just throw it in the trash and not feel bad about it. And, you know, know that you can go get some more and it'll last you a few years probably. So looking at those ingredients, those things that you're not reaching for super commonly, but just checking those dates really quick, it's going to make a big difference when you then go to maybe cook a Christmas dinner and you have a grocery list of things that you know you need to replace that will be good for a little while. Yeah. I don't even think of that. I mean, obviously, yes, I go through my pantry cupboards and I do look at that. But like when I think about like organizing and decluttering my house I don't think of oh I'm gonna go through my pantry shelves and check that so that's actually a really great topic to bring up that some people just don't think of that another thing and this happens to be in my house so something that really kind of as a tip I'm gonna give is check your medicine cabinet your supplements your vitamins whatever you have I have a lot of different things and like I did this protocol of vitamins and then I did this protocol and I'm like, I'm not doing this one anymore and it's taking up three or four bottles in my cupboard. Why saving that in that cupboard? I could either one, put it away or two, if I'm never going to use it again, get rid of that stuff. Like it's just taking up space and it's making me a little bit more crazy and (laughs) That was one of my biggest tips. So when I kind of went through the house, it was like, okay, definitely that cupboard. The other one is towels. So I don't think of that one very often to do, but I think of it when I when we shower and use those towels. But when they were all clean, I went through the cupboard and our old ones that have holes that are ratty looking, I'm like, those can go. A big thing, and I know this because I have my sister-in-law and brother are vets, but she always wanted them at the animal shelters because they can use them for the animals. And so that's something super simple. Granted, I don't really take them there anymore because I use them on the for a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I did that I know in college and stuff like that. And so there's always places, like you said, looking for something especially during the holiday season, there's other people that are way less fortunate than we are. And they can they can use this stuff that maybe we just do not simply need anymore. Yes, I'm a big fan of repurposing and, and donating when you can. Obviously, you can't do that for everything. But I love your, your thought on towels is perfect. And I would just piggyback on that and say linens as well. So sheets, blankets, you know, we, we tend to like keep those old sheets that we have since replaced on our own bed for, you know, the guest bed, but 
you know, there comes a time where you somehow accumulate like five sets of king size sheets and you have one king size bed, you probably don't need five sets. So just something to think about, you know, purging. And again, if they're in decent enough shape, maybe donating somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is definitely a good one too. I just wanted to pop on to say, if you're still looking for that Christmas gift for that hard to buy for person, someone who has everything, your boss or your employees, if you run a business, I have the perfect kind of gift to tell you all about. 2383 Farms home-raised beef makes a perfect Christmas present for anyone who has everything. We offer Christmas bundles that can be shipped, taking the hassle out of the holidays for you. To check out our bundles and products, go to my website, 2383farms.com, and order yours today while supplies last. So sometimes when we, like, dive headfirst in on all of this of we just want to go crazy and binge clean, deep clean, organize and get rid of everything all at one time in one, like you said, one weekend, one day, you just like go crazy. But then you look around and one, you start to make more of a mess than what you originally started with. But two, sometimes you almost feel like you're failing in that part then because you are not getting it all done at one time. So what's like a good timeline to maybe look at like not doing it all at one time, but like, okay, set your goals. Maybe in one week you pick one certain area of a room or one closet or something like that. What would you suggest? What are some tips? What do you like doing? All of that. Yes. So my, what my go-to suggestion is first think of the spaces that are causing you the most stress or overwhelm. So, you know, if you have kids and your entryway is full of stuff and it's just not working, it's hard to get out the door with them because of how things are laid out or it's cluttered, you know, maybe that's like your first point of attack. I would definitely prioritize those spaces that are used every single day, that you're in every single day, that get a little messy every single day and start there. But also it can be as simple as setting a timer for yourself for 30 minutes a day, whether it's before the kids wake up, after the kids go to sleep, just whenever there's time, you know, start with 30 minutes and you'd be shocked with how much you can get done in that time when you know that is what your goal, your sole purpose is to just declutter to make the space less overwhelming. So start in those um, more stressful places and Take it easy on yourself. Don't feel like you have to completely finish the space in a day's time. Take it, you know, it could be a cabinet a day, a drawer a day, depending on what's in there. It's going to take some time. So you definitely don't want to fatigue yourself early on because then you're just going to feel guilty or feel bad that you didn't get to the rest of it. But you're, you know, you've lost steam. You've lost motivation because you're trying to do it all in a matter of days. So I definitely recommend taking it slow. And being, you know, having grace for yourself, knowing that it's not something that has to happen overnight. And it's not something that can really happen overnight. It takes time. Yeah. You said have, give yourself some grace. Um, That's something I don't have. I want like when I get in that mindset, I'm like, it all has to be done right now. And I, I know I can be like that too. I feel like that's a very like common thing that people want because it's like, I'm in this mindset. I want to get this done. I want my house cleaner. And you also said the more areas giving you like 
the stress, the more populated areas, stuff like that. And that is like complete opposite. I'm like, oh, let's work on the easier things first and then I'll attack the harder things time and time again. Yeah, it takes some effort like to push yourself to do it. Like the scarier parts I think are those populated areas that are overwhelming and they're overwhelming and but that makes you not want to tackle them. So it does take a little effort to to push yourself to do it. But I mean, I promise you'll feel, you know, a thousand times better. Yes, that once once you push yourself and kind of get starting doing a little bit of that, I feel like it's it's one of those things that people are like, oh, once you start this habit, then it's kind of a lifestyle. And it truly is because then you start kind of feeding into like maybe you do, you know, you you think about it before you buy something. Like, is this really going to fit in this part of our house? What's going to be the purpose? Am I going to have a place for this? Or something to that extent. And you kind of start thinking of it before you buy stuff. And then the other thing is just kind of feeding into that that lifestyle and knowing that you maybe don't need as much and you can be happier with a little bit of a simpler, simpler house, simpler living of the things that you have. And I feel like that way with certain things. And then also I come into Christmas and I'm like, no, this would be so fun. We should get this. <laughs> no one at all. I could I could buy myself this for my Christmas present. <laughs> yes. Like, why? I don't need it. I don't have a place for it. So yeah, you had mentioned the timers and I'm kind of going all over the place. I have a ton of a ton of thoughts on this. So I do this a lot with my kids and like you said, kind of them being involved, but I do this more on like the cleaning side. So I set timers for 10 minutes sometimes, most of the time 20 minutes, and we tackle a room and we try to beat the timer. So on the cleaning side of that, I need to just kind of reverse that and make it more that I try to do that and take on a cupboard, take on a closet, take on something. And yeah, when you you set that timer for 20 minutes or 10 minutes, it's like, you're going to try to beat that timer and you're going to get a heck of a lot done. You're going to be more focused. And so that's kind of, that's kind of one of my tips for I love that. starting it and tackling it. And even, even I will make a list sometimes of like, okay, I need to do the dishes. I need to fold this load of laundry and make a whole list. And I'll work at each of those things for 10 minutes so I can kind of stay focused with it, 10 or 20 minutes. and then. If I haven't at 10 minutes or 20 minutes, however long I said it, am not done with it, then I just move on to the next thing. But then I restart that list sometimes at the top once I finish my four or five tasks because then I don't get too caught up in like, oh, there's a different thing that I have to do or this. And you have your 10 minutes, you stay focused, and then I just get more done that way. So I need to apply that to my organizing and decluttering skills as well. <laughs> yes. And I, I would love to touch on a couple of things you said too, is, I mean, let this be motivation. The fact that after you declutter, you have less stuff that often will make cleaning easier. I'm not, you know, pushing the minimalist lifestyle by any means because I'm nowhere near that. But, you know, the less stuff you have, the less stuff you're cleaning around or having to move to really deep clean. So they do go hand in hand a lot of the time, 
you know, and a lot of people I think will associate like tidiness with cleanliness, right? If the space looks cluttered, then it, you know, in our heads or in our minds, it kind of just seems dirtier, which isn't necessarily the case, but if there's a ton of stuff, it's overwhelming and you just kind of, your, your, your brain associates the two together. So yeah. just, you know, just something to keep in mind is that they really are tied nicely together. And so the timer thing on both sides could be really helpful, I think. Yeah. You took the words out of my mouth of, <laughs> it is, it, it's in our minds because I am, this is way off topic, but the, the tidiness and the cleanliness of less stuff. When I have a clean kitchen, I am 99% or 99 times more likely to cook a solid, nutritious, great breakfast in the morning when I have a clean kitchen than when I do not. And like, what in the world? That is so crazy. But when I have clutter and dishes sitting there in the sink, I'm like, I don't don't want to go in there. I have a tiny kitchen to begin with. So I'm like, nope. I don't have any more room. That's it. I'm not making breakfast. (laughs) Yes. And you know what? You just reminded me of another great thing that you said that I would love to reiterate is once you declutter, you have more of an idea of what you actually have room for. That's a really great rule to just follow because that's how you prevent having clutter again or having it be, you know, as bad as it might have been. It's just having an idea and not, and, you know, setting those boundaries of not purchasing more stuff because you know it won't fit in that allotted space that you've kind of given, you know, certain things like the Christmas decorations, right? Love them. I could go crazy, especially at Target. But, you know, if we do that and we only have so much space to store them, that's when the clutter starts to build up and things get overwhelming. Yes. So I just wanted to reiterate that because I love that you said that. Yeah. I, last year, I speed decluttered my house last May before we had a garage sales. So I don't know, like, are garage sales like a thing by you? Like, is is, yes. that, is that everywhere? Because or is that just like a Midwestern thing? <laughs> no, I well, I call it less of a garage sale and more of a curb dump <laughs> in the city. Unfortunately, it can it can often just be that but no, there are definitely people who have garage sales, more of a sidewalk sale, you know, but Yes, that concept definitely, I think, works well in a lot of places. Okay, so with the garage sales here, I went, yeah, I went through that. We had a set date that we were going to do it, and I was like, I have to go through everything. And a big thing for me is keeping kid stuff. So there's a lot of big items that you don't want to get rid of because you don't want to purchase them again. And so for me, it's kind of one of those things that I'm like, I'm going to keep it because if I have another kid, they might use it. Every kid is so different when it comes to like what they use and stuff. And so that's always like a hard thing that takes up a lot of space for me. But no, I when I decluttered everything in May, I went through my Christmas decorations. I do not have room. Like I have no (laughs) stuff. For Christmas decorations. I don't have countertops. I don't have like. I have a mantle. Above our fireplace. And then wall space. And that is it. Like I don't have anything in my house. I don't have anywhere to set anything. And so I'm like. If it does not have a place. 
I kept like five decorations and my Christmas tree stuff and then my wall decorations. And that's it. And I love our house for Christmas. Like that, mm-hmm. it, it because it fills it. And so that was something that I'm like, I love these, but I have nowhere to go. And so it was easy for me to just let it go because I was like, it doesn't need to take up this space. And so that felt so, so good. And so now I can go and I have my tote and that's all I have. And it goes upstairs and it's so easy to decorate. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. I mean, you have it pretty good then because that stuff really can take up space, can be heavy, hard to store that you're doing it right for sure. And I, I would say about the same for us, we don't have a ton of space to put things, but that makes it, you know, it makes you more conscious when you're buying what you're buying, right? It makes you more conscious of like, do I really love it? Do I really think I'll have it set out every holiday season for the foreseeable future? Yeah, that's great. Exactly. And on top of all of this, not that it doesn't help us in our day-to-day lives and take up less space and all that, but if we get into that kind of mindset of, do I really need this? All of that it kind of turns into that spending game of you're spending less. And that's another thing. I know you sometimes often hear people are like, this month I'm not spending any money, you know, besides the essentials and stuff like that. And I actually tried doing that in March of last year and it worked. And all of a sudden you're a month and a half in and you're like, oh, I never spent anything the first half of this month. So let's just keep going. And so I actually made it through into May before I ever actually really bought anything. And I did, I think it was ending up being like a full like three months that I didn't buy a single thing off of Amazon. And I was like, that felt so good. I'm like, it's not anything that I actually needed. And if it was, I can go to the grocery store and get my paper towels, my toilet paper, my diapers, my baby wipes, you name it. And then it was something that I couldn't use in as, as an excuse to go online and buy. Yes, I'm impressed by that. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> That's very impressive. Yeah. So I know that you really specialize in organizing and stuff like that. So I'm going to ask you a really fun question. What is your favorite thing to organize? I know I've thought about this a lot. And I think it Honestly, my answer might change based on like the day, but I, this is going to seem very specific. I love to organize under a sink. And I think the main reason is because it is a space that we access very frequently and we have some important things under there, right? Like mostly usually cleaning stuff, you know, cleaning essentials, whether it be a bathroom sink or a kitchen sink, essential items that help us like help our home function, right? So again, it seems, it probably seems so weird, but I love to do under the sink because it's kind of a challenge too. Like, you know, you always got the pipes in there. You've got like the potential garbage disposal. So there's things you have to work around. And I think I I appreciate that challenge. And nowadays, speaking of Amazon, there are products made for just about any space. So it's fun to find the ones that, you know, obviously work fit in the space, but then work well. Yeah, and serve the purpose that you want them to serve because everybody's a little bit different as well. So I think just making the under sink space work for the individual person is a fun challenge. And again, there's so many different things that work in that space to just make it nice and neat and like functional. 
Yeah. So that just excites me. I'm sure it sounds a little strange, but right now I would say that's my favorite space. Like I said, changes on the day based on the day, but if I didn't say that, then I'd say like a pantry or something too. Yeah. Okay. I love that answer. Definitely not what I was expecting, but like I do. (laughs) And I love that, that you're like, it's, it's kind of like a challenge for me. And that is so funny coming from somebody who's like great at organizing and does it like as a job I'm like oh my goodness I hate under my sink (laughs) (laughs) and that's why people make me exist though right (laughs) yes yes if I could get every single type of organizing container that they make of like cute little things that just fit in places I'm like oh I could do that and then I'm like no I probably couldn't because there again I need to declutter more in my house to fit everything in that nice little container. (laughs) Right, exactly. And that's why we declutter first and look for the fun containers second. (laughs) Good tip. Good tip. No, I am so happy that you were able to come on here. I think this was such a fun conversation. Something that (laughs) I don't think enough of all the time. I'm kind of all over the place. I'm not as organized as I would like to be and definitely not like you said not minimalist but definitely that decluttering sense I have it at times but I don't tackle my big things because like I said I cheat and I go for the easy things first (laughs) understandable totally understandable no this was great and like I said kind of a friend got us connected and I'm so glad that this worked out. This was a great conversation and something that I think people needed to hear kind of before, like we said, the holiday season and some of the things that we don't always think of. So I will put in the show notes, all of your Instagram and where we can find you and stuff like that. So people know where to find you and follow you for all the tips and tricks like that. So thank you so much again for joining. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you feel more equipped to take on your role of everyday life as a busy farm mom. I hope to continue the learning and conversation with you on Instagram. You can find me at 2383farms. And if you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot to share to your stories, share it with another mom friend, or leave a review. This helps me reach more and more overwhelmed moms looking for quick, helpful tips. Thank you again. You're doing great, mama. See you next time.